Dark Art Society podcast covers a variety of important and contemporary issues, including dark art as well as other kinds of art, literature, film, music, also culture, philosophy, dreams, paranormal experiences, magic, and a whole lot more than that. I'm Mike Carell, director of Chet's Art. I like to paint monsters. And you are listening to the Dark Art Society podcast, hosted by renowned artist Chet Czar. Hello. Hey, Chet. How's it going? Man, it's crazy. I don't know. Honestly, it's like it's things are things are exciting and terrifying simultaneously. It's kind of like vanilla and chocolate ice cream swirled together in a soft serve. You know. <laughs> I never thought of vanilla or chocolate as being terrifying. Well, you know, they're just very different. You know, chocolate is very one way and vanilla is in very another way. But then when they're swirled together, it's it's kind of this pleasurable experience of them coinciding. You know? <laughs> That's not a good analogy. Because <laughs> chocolate and vanilla are both good on their own. Well, but extreme terror, be, ter- terror I, is I not what good. I'm, what I'm positing here is that maybe being <laughs> being terrified and being exciting it, is can be good, you know? Okay. Well, you better figure out a better analogy then. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm I don't sorry you don't like it. my analogy. It's not. It's not a, what you're. What you're focusing on here are are the intrinsic elements of chocolate and vanilla ice cream, as opposed to the visual quality. Because I'm, you know, in my mind, what I see is something that's very brown and something that's very white, and they're swirled together. And I see this thing, you know, and it's vivid. And and so to me, when I think of like, you know, terrifying and exciting, it's like there are these two very different things, but they're kind of swirled together, you know. Okay. I was thinking of it in a very visual manner, not in like an intrinsic quality of the the value of positivity, really <laughs> vanilla and chocolate ice cream. You took it farther than I did. Whatever. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Today's today's topic is um, no topic, kind of. Basically, uh, we weren't feeling the topics that we were considering, and. Uh, we both have so much crazy stuff going on in our lives right now. We thought, you know, that we could do just sort of a check-in episode and let everybody know what's going on in, <clears throat> in our lives and just shoot the shit for an hour. Cause we never do that. No, we don't. We're, we're normally very goal oriented. Yeah. Things. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just, I was just feeling that I was just feeling like it might be time to do that. Well, this was Chet's suggestion, and and I thought that it was a good one because the reality is, I mean, again, I'm not a, a big uh, you know purveyor of podcasts or anything like that, but I do like to you know have an inside look into what goes on for the people whose work I appreciate and I'm interested in, even all the way down. It's like when I visit you, it's, you know, I like to see the little things and, and be like, Oh yeah, this is, you know, this is really what it's like for him. Or when I'm hanging out with Chris Haas, it's like getting in his studio and like, Oh, okay. You know, cause you see these pictures on the internet and they have no placement, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like this, this floating image. Whereas if you've been in the space, you know, then it gives you this different kind of introspection into it. And so I think that in some ways to be able to provide at least in an auditory fashion, that same kind of like, well, Hey, this is what, you know, a day in the life is like, I mean, we could call it that a day in the life. That's a way catchier phrase. I wish that, I wish I knew that deal with um, copyrights and music because just about every episode, I think, Oh, it'd be great to have this song as the intro, like day in the life by the Beatles would be good for that. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) well, I could tell you, we could do a whole episode on that. And I, cause you know that I could talk here off for an hour about how all that stuff works. Cause I do, I am familiar with how all that stuff works. Yeah, right. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I know why. We won't bore people with that because I've been boring enough of my clients lately. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that (laughs) in the show. (laughs) 
<laughs> little tell all about that boring my clients with the word algorithm. If in case you were tuned into Steve Johnson's live launch of Rubberhead on the Stan Winston School of Character Design, he was that was his nod to me. He's all he's all yeah. I've got Mike Carell. He, you know he's he's done this Kickstarter for me, and he's like you know he's like I've heard the word algorithm from him so many times. He's like if I never hear the word algorithm again, I'll just be perfectly happy. And then there's kind of like a silence. I'm laughing here, sitting here feeding him names off the Kickstarter laughing. We'll get to the details behind that later. But it was funny because, you know, Matt Winston, he's like, he's, he's kind of pauses and then he looks at Steve and he's all, so Steve, what is an algorithm? <laughs> like probably the funniest moment in the whole entire, whole entire cast, the whole webcast. There, so. You know, there's a great documentary on, I think it's on Netflix about algorithms. Mm. And I didn't know what an algorithm was until I watched this documentary. It's pretty well, incredible. You've been working with me for how long and you have it. We have not had a discussion about algorithms. I find that hard to believe. I find it more likely. No, that no, no. What, what, an, what, an, what's an algorithm? What would, how would you describe an algorithm? An algorithm is a mathematical equation. Yeah, but, it's, that, but he, it's that simple. Right. You're right. Okay. I knew that. But <laughs> as far as how an algorithm works, it shows how they I can't even describe it, <laughs> but they show it really. That's good. why they had to make a documentary <laughs> yeah. about it. It's really interesting, though. You look at it, and you're like, "Oh, okay, I get it. That totally yeah. makes sense. It's really but, interesting." You know, here's that's the funny thing, though, about all this is like you and I still to this day will be like working on something together, like when you were doing your video tutorial the other day, and or this morning even. I don't know when it was, but we were talking about rendering and exporting, and all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh yeah, there's this workaround. You just do this." I mean, the fact that that hasn't come up in seven years, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, that's something I deal with all the time. It's such a fundamental part of my life, you know, is like that, that feature right there, exporting <clears throat> from Premiere Pro, you know, right. it's like you know, something that I, that it was like one of the things I hated having to deal with. Cause you're always afraid when you click that button, what was going to happen, you know, how long it was going to take. Yeah. Especially- and it was favorable. <laughs> yeah. That was a nightmare. Make it a feature length movie. That was a nightmare. Well, I've been, that's one of the things I've been doing is, um, working on my Patreon and making, made my, I made my first tutorial for it, which came out really good. Everyone seems to like it. So, um, an introduction to oil painting. So that was I'm kind just, of I'm exciting. Of you for, Cause you know, to, to date, every project you and I've worked on, right? Like all your Kickstarters, I made all the videos for you, you know, mm-hmm. and you, you, we commissioned in part of the money from the Kickstarter. Oh, to I would, have, to do the I would have much rather have you edit this video together, but <laughs> you don't have time and I don't have money. So I kind of had saying, to do it. What I'm saying is, is I'm, I'm, I'm excited and kind of proud of you in a weird way because you've always, you know, gone to me. And even though I don't have time and you don't have money, you didn't even ask, you know, and like in all other situations, you know, you would have asked. And so that was, it was kind of like, I mean, this may sound funny, but it was kind of like, oh, Chet's got, you know, his, his big boy video pants on. He's going to go and lay that shit down. Because you're the master, like at After Effects and all that shit. You know what I mean? And the thing is, if you had the time and energy to actually pursue it and it was like your passion i know you'd squash it but you haven't done video editing in like what yeah i mean come on let's be honest how long has it been uh give me a year uh early 2000s maybe yeah so it's like a completely different world. Yeah, that was yeah. like that was when like 50 gigabytes was huge and 764 ram was like stomping it right <laughs> yeah 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 i I mean i enjoy it i got my feet wet with the patreon introduction video and i just watched like 
I don't know, three or four videos, tutorial videos, and that got me going enough to make it happen. I do kind of enjoy it. It is kind of fun. I mean, I like the process of editing, but, um, you know, it's just, it's hard to put together a tutorial video because I'd never done it before. So I didn't, it's like, where do you even start? I know how to teach the lesson, but I don't know how to present it in a video. You know, right. <clears throat> what order, how to sequence what you record and in yeah. order to have the source content to put together. Yeah. I ended up having to make a shot list, you know, basically what you would do to make a movie, make a shot mm -hmm. list and then go and shoot a bunch of stuff and then kind of roughly organize it and then do a voiceover narration. Cause I didn't want my stupid face in the video talking, you know, <laughs> so it, I didn't, I didn't have to do that. It's bad enough. My stupid voices throughout the video, excuse me. Um, I love that you had to edit your voice over and over and over because oh, I've been God. for a year I've been suffering doing emails from infinity and having to edit my voice, you know, for a year. So oh, it's yeah. like now you can you can share some of yeah, the pain it, with me. It, we we can be in misery together listening to our own voices, scrubbing <laughs> scrubbing back and forth and splicing frames and shit. Yeah, getting getting rid of the ums and the uhs. Oh my God. I say I'm just I so terrible at speaking. I hate it. I hate it. I feel well, like I just cannot get the words out. The only time remember? I'm really good at speaking is when I get really pissed off, then I can speak really in a fluid way. That's true. I've or, seen it happen. Or, or if, um, I just happen to be in, in a mode just randomly, I'll be able to speak but really well. I'm going to disagree because <clears throat> you've been doing this for a year now and you have gotten so good at speaking that I can't barely speak half the time. <laughs> because you're so you've gotten so good at it you know what i mean well, the reality I is, is that I'm better i don't think i'm great yeah i think back to 2013 right when you and i were shooting the ego death pitch video and we were at stranger factory <laughs> in albuquerque new mexico the day after you did your speech or it was the same day right. actually it was after the speech was over and you kind of did this talked about dark art and your life and your childhood and your influences and to this audience and then everyone left and then we shot that pitch video right right and i remember i i you know i sat down with you and kind of prepped you for it i gave you some direction and i was like you know chet you have a tendency of really stringing your words together with these uhs and these ums. And unfortunately, it makes it really difficult to cut because there's these tailings on them. Right, and it's hard right. to get rid of those tailings. You know, and I was like, now I'm not trying to stress you out, but and then, and then I was like, you just um. try to speak concisely, you know? And then, and I told you, I told you the big, the speech trick, the biggest speech trick ever, which is that if you are, go you feel yourself about to say uh or um, just be silent, right. you know, and yeah. that was the, and you know, I'm sure you've heard it a million times. Most people have, but you did pretty well for that video after that direction. And really, I thought that was kind of the start of your process of like, okay, this is how you have to do it. And you started learning it, you know, yeah. like for video, not for an audience. You're great when it's just you hanging out with people, but when it comes to something that's going to be immortalized and then people yeah. are going to view it's it well. Yeah. It's definitely a, a weird, it's a self-consciousness kind of thing. It's like, I'm sure acting is the same way where to get, uh, it's another, I got to tell you about this Gary Shandling documentary is so good, but, um, he talks about acting in it and, and, um, it's a, it's, it's kind of this letting go and being totally in the moment. That's when you have good conversations. Like right now I'm talking, speaking well, <laughs> right now I'm um, talking, um, well, see, just bringing it up, maybe tripped me up. But um, that's about, you know, that's how art is and acting and everything. It's you have to relax and be in the moment and let everything go. And it's really just my ego holding on, I think.
Yeah. Is that yeah. the video, the, the pitch video? Was it this one? <laughs> I'm Mike Carell. No, that's wait, the wait. best one ever. Oh, God. Wait, stay there like wait, that. Wait, so wait, wait, no, watch, 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 watch. <laughs> okay, wait, here we go. I'm going to take Hi, a screenshot for you guys. <laughs> Dude, so what he's referring to right now, which you guys can't see, but I'm going to put this, this put image up. Put a link to it. Put a I'm link to put, that video. <laughs> the video is so fucking funny. There, you know, unfortunately, I think there is the only link. Well, no, the uh, the Kickstarter is there and the video is still on the Kickstarter. I should. I so should. Funny. You guys got to watch this video. It's the funniest thing you've ever seen. So what he's referring to, for those that don't take the time to watch it, <laughs> is my first Kickstarter video in 2012 for I Like to Paint Monsters. And I had no idea what I was doing insofar as like campaigning or like reaching out and making a video or starring in a video for that matter or being in front of a camera, any of that. I'd never, I'd always been behind the camera. And so I was making this video and I had Joy helping me and I wrote this whole entire script and I, we'd written it out on these big placards that she was holding up for me off camera, you know? And then she had the camera on a tripod <laughs> And I taught, you know, well, she, she already knew how to do all the stuff. So she dials it in, you know, gets the, the focus right and everything. And I start just like right in front of the camera, kind of pitching it straight to the camera, looking in the lens, real classic, like, and I'm reading these cards. And the funny thing is I'd love to do an outtakes of it. Cause I know I have the footage analog. Oh my God, yeah. And the funny thing is, is I was getting so pissed off that like, I would try to do the thing and I'd screw it up and I'd be like, motherfucker, you know, like just like getting totally angry. Cause I, you're, you've done it like 30 times oh, and yeah. you just want to get it right. You know, it was my first video ever. So I didn't know that it could be a little bit more lackadaisical and a little bit more chill. Anyway. So then Chet's referring to this part where I decided for whatever reason <laughs> that I should change the camera angle so that, <laughs> so that, so that it looks like, so I, I <laughs> really say it. I turn, I kind of, I come on frame, kind of off frame, and I turn and I look right at the camera like, like I looked off to my side, like I was talking to a friend. This is so funny. It's great. It you look like you're all, you also look look like you're 15 years old. You look completely yeah. like this babe in the woods. You're just so young and innocent looking and <laughs> That's oh, what so that's 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 what seven Kickstarter campaigns look like. Yeah. <laughs> seven uh, Kickstarters later, you should do a before and after. No, photo. there's a there's a well, there's a picture. You know, we take that picture from that video, and then if you even just compare that against the day that that Kickstarter was funded, I already have new lines in my face. You can already see. <laughs> it was like it aged within you in like, one month. Within like forty days, I was like, "Whoa!" I just gained five years. <laughs> you know, but each time it gets a little easier. That's yeah. the reality of it. So you know, I mean, every, anytime you do anything new, it's always scary and it's intense, but it's funny now that it's still there and that people can watch it because it's like, <laughs> it's just so amateurish and it's great because I was shooting it on this crappy camera that I've had since like 2000 or something. It was, I mean, it's not, it wasn't a crappy camera at the time, but you got to understand this is 2012. And this camera's from like 12 years before yeah. that. So it might as well be vintage, you know? And it's like, uh, but that's all I had. And I had this, yeah, exactly. It was like 12 years old. It's like, you one of those ones with the bubble bottom on it, you know, where mm -hmm. the bottom's all bubbled and the, this flat screen's on like a, a arm that's articulating. Mm -hmm. And I, 
that was all I had. And I had Final Cut Pro on it. And I was like, all right, here we go. I shot it. I did my funny like giraffe neck thing, look around <laughs> at the camera. And then, you know, I put that whole thing together and off we went because, you know, you got to work with what you have, you know, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Necessity, necessity is the mother of all invention. There's another cliche that's cliche for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, you did it. You had the guts to, to just do it, put it out there, you know. So, well, and then you look at the second one two years later in 2014, and that's the funny thing is to compare the 2012 I, I Like to Paint Monsters video with the 2014 one, because by 2014, I'd shot all this material. I'd been traveling to L.A. Right. I'd been, you know, doing and I knew what I knew what was up and I and we the Kickstarter and I had all this equipment. I had all of this great material that I could work with. So it's just like night and day to look at the two yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should put a link up to each of them because oh, the second definitely. one is on, I do have on YouTube. So yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty great. You're going <laughs> to see me do my just totally embarrassing thing on camera. But um, nevertheless, you know, again, I think it is about that kind of just going for it, you know, and just yeah. being like, you know, what, what do I have to lose? The reality is, is it's like people always tell me, you know, oh, I don't gamble. And, and the thing is, I worked in casinos for a long time, and I could say the same thing. Oh, I don't gamble either. I don't go to a casino and gamble. But the reality is, is that we make decisions throughout our lives, many times even a day, that are gambles, whether we're aware of it or not, you know. And so it, we are all gambling. That's the thing. You right. gamble every time you get in your car and drive on the street. You yeah. think that the, all those people driving around you are, you know, operated by anything other than a random number generator? It's that chaotic, <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> It's true. Hey, speaking of Kickstarters, yeah, Steve's Kickstarter is going through the roof, and you're working on that. And uh, so, I mean, we're kind of involved. Or I'm not really. I'm, well, I'm 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 painting the cover for his new Rubberhead Volume Two book, and yeah. I, that's one of the things I've been working on. I got a really cool time lapse I'm putting together from start to finish on the Patreon. Um, yeah, let me so. ask you about your about your time lapses, just because we haven't actually talked about this, and I'm curious, actually, myself, just personally, when you're shooting them, are you just changing the camera angle between each session in order to maintain continuity, or do you leave your or do you, are you like taping your floor so you know nah. where to put the truck? I got this crazy arm. It was like a hundred, and it was kind of expensive. I was getting a bunch of cheap arms and using an iPad. Saw your it, granddaughter's <clears throat> playing on those. Yeah, and. uh I bought like, you know, four or five of them trying different uh, types of arms, but just kind of these $15, $20 ones. And then when I started using the the digital um, SRL camera that I got from Patrick Lyons, <clears throat> I had to get a regular tripod or I had to put it on my regular tripod, which I had. And that was getting in the way while I was painting. It was really kind of you know, the bottom kept, I kept bumping into it with my chair. So I ended up finally finding this one really cool arm that was like 150 bucks, it's a five foot span that just clips like a regular clip on lamp. And it could do all these different crazy, it can move any which way and, and it holds a, a camera. And so now I just oh, have cool. it uh, uh, hooked to that table in my studio, the one by the window, uh, you know, the, t the one table in my studio, mm -hmm. it clamps onto that. And then it, just as in midair and it kind of goes right next to my head basically mm -hmm. <clears throat> so i kind of leave it there and it moves you know I, I it moves from time to time like the frame when i change when i do another session it'll be slightly off but i you know i can either correct that in premiere or i just kind of leave it there it doesn't really matter you know it's not like doesn't have yeah, to be perfect yeah. 
No, I was just curious because obviously I'm a filmmaker. And so I was curious, you know, and the thing is, is that even though you're kind of like the unsung, I don't know, I, you're you're like the unsung yet to be filmmaker, because I think that, you know, the reason why you got so excited about I Like to Paint Monsters and, and you know, the executive production part and actually getting involved in, in really asso- in associate production was because you've been, worked in that industry for so long that you have such familiarity with what all of it, it you know, is entailed in that mm-hmm. process from the bottom to the top. And so, you know, it's almost like I, I just could picture these movies that you've built in your head, you know, and if you just had the resources to be able to actually manifest them, yeah, you know, I mean, I that may sound kind of ridiculous, but it's true because it's like, I always have thought of you as kind of a filmmaker. And when I look at like uh, disturb the normal and stuff like that, that is filmmaking, you mm-hmm. know, it doesn't really matter what, what your medium is, whether it's digital or not, you know, right. filmmaking is, is taking you know, digital content or practical content and using it in a way to tell a story right. ultimately, because yeah. we're talking about storytelling. I mean, really, that's what it is. That's what you do with your paintings. You're a yeah, storyteller. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely want to do that. It's funny because before uh, the first thing I was ever into as a kid artistically was drawing. That's what I, up until nine or 10 years old, I was drawing constantly. And right, I think around nine years old, I started making movies with a super eight camera mm-hmm. and that's what i wanted to do before i even got into makeup effects is i wanted to be a filmmaker so mm-hmm. but once i got into filmmaking about three years or uh, makeup effects about three years later i just kind of dropped the whole filmmaking thing although i did some in i had a film a couple filmmaking classes in high school so i did direct some little short films but that it feels almost like my first love in a way so i definitely mm-hmm. want to make make films someday but man i'm so feeling the pressure of my age that's one thing i I, yeah. I was thinking i've been thinking a lot about it lately it's like i'm 50 years old i'm starting to go man this is like you know this is kind of where i wanted to be around 40 with my sure, career career wise and i'm just thinking okay in 10 years 10 years goes by so fast now at the, especially at this age which you you know it's going it gets way faster when you get in your forties than it it is in your thirties. So, well, and my wife, I mean, my wife is seven years older than me in, in her mid forties. And so, yeah, I mean, I I, I observe it through her filter, you know, because her and I, we really live a very solitary lifestyle. And so we're very much engaged with one another, you know, kind of to the exclusion of all other people. (laughs) And so, uh, so yeah, so she talks about that all the time. And, you know, of course you, this is the first time you've really mentioned it to me, but um, I can imagine, I mean, you know, again, that's all I can say, right? Because I'm what, 38, I was, I'm 38 now, I guess. Um, So yeah, I haven't hit 40 yet, you know? And, and so I'll, and it does seem so far, like two things are true. The passage of time does seem to speed up, or at least the perception of the passage of time seems to speed up. And the other thing that I've noticed is, is that all the things that people that were older than me told me when I was young are true right? <laughs> and I couldn't listen or hear it. So it's like that old cliche that it's like wisdom is wasted or, or youth is youth wasted, is wasted on the young, young or yeah. something, you know, because it's like, you know, really you look back and you're like, 
I, I get now why I couldn't be hip then to what it was that was being said to me, but what a shame I couldn't be. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really. And it's like, that's, that's the thing. That's what we all experience. You know, yeah, Joy yeah. was even joking the other day, speaking of getting old, she was joking about, you know, when I was a kid, it's like, you could buy a new pair of pants for like 20 bucks mm-hmm. and like on a good deal, it'd be like 15 bucks. And she's like, you know, my mind is still stuck on this idea of like $20 is right. like, this. Yeah. you know, the hundred dollar bills, the new 20. And it's like, you know, for and I told her, I said, well, I don't think that that's case specific to you. I think that that's just as you get older, because I remember my dad talking about, oh, I remember when packs of cigarettes were 27 cents. And even to this day, I still say, oh, I remember right. when packs of cigarettes were $3.23. You yeah, know? You, you start understanding old people the older you get, because it's yeah. so it's just the way that you can't keep up with the lingo and the slang and the bands, you know, because. Yeah. When you think about, you know, when you're 15 to 20, that's a long ass period. That's a long ass five years. It and, is like a really long period and, of time because really in and, retrospect versus how, the 15 years you've lived, that's like, right, exactly. that's just that five years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, 45 to 50 is goes in a blink of an eye. And so it's easy to lose track of new music coming out and what the kids are saying these days. And so it's, it, it, it goes, it's because your perception of time is faster. You just can't keep up with as much. And also, you know, you're at a point in your life where you probably have more responsibilities. And so you don't have time for stuff like that. So I can see how you, how you kind of, I mean, I'm experiencing it getting out of the loop, but anyway, I just have been, as far as the age thing, I've been thinking, um, like I feel good right now. I, I feel, I mean, I got the usual aches and pains and stuff, but I, I, at this point you're going, you're, you're looking ahead and going, okay, I know I only have, a, you know, a certain number of years left, sure, you know, sure. it might be only 10 years or, you know, more likely it'll be at least, uh, 20 years. I probably make it to 70, you know, that's kind of the, the, the young end of dying age. More, mm-hmm. more towards the young end, but that's 20 Stat- years is fucking nothing. Statistically speaking, statistically 20 years speaking. is nothing. It's yeah, nothing. And it's like my kid, like my you, grandkids when they're now that you ever, I see them growing and growing so fast and I'm thinking, okay, so in 20 years, I'm going to be 70 and they're going to be 27. They're probably going to be getting married and stuff like that. And it's just, it, 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 everything is the, the, so any, basically the pressure for me, I feel the pressure, like, Sure. I don't want to be in this financial position when I'm 70 because I, yeah, I can't yeah. keep the pace up. So that's why I'm putting so much hope in this Patreon, because if I can get this certain amount of money every month, then I'll actually it's going to relieve some pressure and I won't have to work so hard because I can't keep the pace up. I mean, I'm still yeah, busting my yeah. ass, but it's because I'm sort of building the Patreon following and and still doing commissions and everything I got to do to make a living. Yeah. But there's at this point, there's no way I'm going back to makeup effects. I'm, I mean, it's there if I had to, and there's actually a shop around the corner from my house in Monrovia, which is totally weird coincidence. But um, if I, you know, if I had to, it would be an option if I was, if there was no other choice, but yeah. it's, you know, I'm, that's, I'm not going to do it. So, but I can't keep this pace up. So I feel like finally, with Patreon, I finally 
I'm at a place where I could say, okay, if this keeps growing in a year, I'm going to be able to slow down a little bit and have the life that I was hoping that I would have like 20 years ago when I started well, I this remember, whole thing 15 honestly, years Chad, ago. I remember when I met you in 2012, I remember that you told me you were like, you know, I can't have another year like I did last year, which you were referring to 2011. And I didn't know you in 2011. I mean, I knew you casually through Facebook, but I didn't know you know you, you know, but mm-hmm. by 2012, you were like, you were like, I almost had a fucking heart attack last mm-hmm. year. You were, like, you were like, I was so was just crazy, going yeah. and stressed out. It was so much, blah, blah, blah. And that was in 2012, you know what I yeah. mean? And now, I mean, we've been working together intimately for a very long span of time, longer than I've ever worked with anyone else in my entire life, period, hands down. Seriously, longer than I've ever worked for any corporation, any establishment, any anyone. I've never yeah. worked with anyone as long as I've been working with you, you know, to the exclusion of other things. And you know, here you are still just, I mean, that's the thing about your Patreon that's amazing to me is that like, I'm running a couple Patreons. One of them is like you said, if I can build that to the point that it's actually bringing in the goal amount, that's going to change my world. And my goal amount is smaller than your goal amount. It's a different game than the game you're playing. You've been doing this thing for fucking 20 years. You know what I mean? I've just barely started this, but nevertheless, that to me, that level, you know, that's like, okay, 333 bucks. If I can pull that in, you know, once a month, that's like, that's a game changer for me, you know? But the thing is, is that it's like, you know, I'm looking at you and you are not, you know, you're, you're what, what does that make you? 12 years, my senior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joyce, seven years, my senior, you're 12 years, my senior. And you're, you know, you're literally making, and I, and I, I say this in a joking manner, but it's true. You know, you make all the other Patreons just look like questionable because you're just <laughs> stomping it with content and what that takes. I know what that takes. Cause I'm running, actually, I shouldn't say I'm running two of them. I'm running three of them. Cause I'm running right. the dark art society. I'm running emails from infinity and I'm running the land of enchantment tours one. And that, you know, I know what that takes. I do understand what that takes. I know what it takes to produce that content and the level of pressure that's required to these people that you hugely respect and have this immense level of gratitude to because they're actually relieving your workload by believing you financially. And that's really what it is. I mean, you talk about patrons. What does the word patron mean? Where does that come from? Patron of the arts, patron of this, that. It's someone that's saying, you know what? I'm willing to actually sponsor this person. It's an individual agreement to sponsor another individual. And that's a huge thing. And it's been going on for kind of time immemorial. And I can feel a certain degree of like vicarious uh, uh, understanding and empathy for the pressure that you feel. Because again, my wife, she's seven years older than me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So she's in this position where she's like, I've been, I've gone through all this stuff and I just want to be able to look forward and think like at some point in time, it's got to get easier in the face of everything, just getting consistently strong, you know, more difficult and harder, you know, and how can she feel, especially being in the position that she's at where she is half of the corporation, but I'm the one that has to do all the work. And so all she can do is work on the back end, like Lisa does for you. And that's really, kind of a feeling of like, what do I do? I mean, how else can I help along this thing to get to a point where I can actually feel like at some point in time, I'm going to be able to take a breath and I'm not just like living so close to the edge that it's like my fingernails are going to pop off and I'm going to fall off the cliff, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. It's not like I want some kind of handout or I want to stop working and just chill and have all my bills paid. I want to I'm always going to work. I'm going to be working until the day I die because I love to work. I love what I do. So that's for, for me, it's fun. 
You know, all the stuff I'm doing, it's totally fun. It's just that with the time constraints on everything and the massive pressure of having to deliver on these schedules takes a lot of the fun out of it. So the thing is, you know, when I get to that point where I'm more financially stable, I'm probably going to be doing, you know, almost the same amount of work, maybe not quite that much, but still a good amount of work just because that's what I enjoy doing. But of course, but, but, but just to have is, the pressure a- off would be such a, a life changing thing. And I really feel like this new, I mean, this is a, this came up organically and we're not trying to pitch Patreon to you people, but I, I, you, yeah, I, well, yeah. Well, let me make one note. <laughs> hold your thought. Hold okay. your thought. I just want to say real quick, this is like an extremely organic conversation that's happening. You guys wouldn't know that because you don't listen to our conversations, but because I'm kind of neurodiverse, I, I know that this is just a very natural conversation that Chet and I would, this feels like I'm just talking to you like normal. I'm not right. thinking about an audience. So anyway, right. continue. Yeah. So anyway, I was just going to say, I, 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 you know, finally feel this sense of hope because of this Patreon. Like, I feel like oh, this could, cause I see other people doing it and making like, you know, enough money that would pay, cover all of my bills. And if mm-hmm. all of my bills were covered every month, it would just, it would be the best thing that ever happened to me in Here's my life. Here's the thing is that your so, art would get so much better. That's the reality. Yeah, I, know. I mean, let's be honest, dude, I've been working, I've been working for you you know, trying to get you, you know, a a greater audience exposed to you for years. And the reason I've been doing that is because I look at you dogging yourself and I'm like, the reality is, is that if we could just get enough people on board, you wouldn't have to, and your art would be that much better. And that's really what, as as a fanboy, I mean, I started as a fucking fanboy, you know, it was all about like, if he has more resources, then he can produce better art and his art is amazing already. What could it be if dot, dot, dot. But the thing Mm -hmm. is, is that's what we all think for ourselves too. And the reason that I'm able to do that with you is because it's like, you're me and I'm you. And that's the thing is that, you know, you find people like that in life and the reality is that we're all like that and if we could find that bridge to see everyone like that god we'd be amazing but i you know i don't know what that bridge is but i found it with certain people and i want for your success like i want for my success it's Mm -hmm. always been that way and that's why it's a real thing you know and that's a rare thing and that's why i've been working with you for so long because i've never felt that before you know where it was actually like i really do want that for that person Mm -hmm. not even in a selfish vested manner whatsoever you know what i mean and so it's a trick because I've I've been watching all along and I think to myself like originally patron if you look that word back you're going to come to aristocracy that's the word you're going to get back to because the aristocracy for time immemorial in human evolution prior to this you know this age of modernity that we live in now the aristocracy were the only people that had enough resources to be able to cut some out to support someone and become a patron of someone for them to be able to express themselves in a way that would have a fundamental effect on the masses i mean we're talking real real important and stuff the, yeah and i mean it changed the face of art you know the fact right. that some of the so greatest they, works of art ever have been funded by um paid art patrons back absolutely. in the day absolutely so now here's the beauty is that as we evolved into this world of modernity we, we actually what we see now is that the aristocracy is the masses 
See, right. this is what's I know, interesting. I know. This it is, is what's beautiful. This is what this is the changing of the guard, right? Yep. Is that what it comes back to? Is is that now the aristocracy are all the people out there that are just working and doing it and playing the game because they're plugged in just like everybody else is. And the thing is, is that they have a little bit extra. And when you take that little bit extra and you amass it together, it's a lot extra. Right. And when you apply that to a specific individual who you believe in, amazing things can happen. And that's the beauty of where we stand, I see, and that's the changing of the guard. And so it's a strange thing to watch happen and be an observer of in this day and age. You know what I mean? It's an exciting yeah, time to yeah. be alive, although terrifying. <laughs> it is. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really exciting. And I'm, I subscribe to a bunch of other Patreons that friends of mine. It's like, I give everybody a buck that I know on there or anyone that I like, I give them at least a buck. And it's like, I've got a shitload of people on there. Cause I want to you know, support the platform and, uh, you know, that makes a difference. That's the right. thing. Yeah, like, I know. I know. I mean, honestly, this may sound totally ridiculous, but this is like our personal episode. And it's like, if I had 15 more individual bucks, right. You do. You, I mean, that would make a huge difference in my life. Like right. and that, that's not even joking. That's just being, being completely honest. That's just 15 individuals that were like, here's $1 a month. You know what I mean? And that's not begging because I'm, I'm producing content. Yep. And the thing is, is that I, you know, I'm not, obviously I'm kind of like, wow, look at Chet. He's just stomping it because he's amazing. He's 50 years old. He looks like he's, you know, my age and he's just producing this content like crazy while painting all these commissions. And I'm, you know, you and I are working with a lot of clients. I'm simultaneously on different ends of the spectrum. And so I'm seeing what you're doing and you're seeing what I'm doing, but from some remove, you know, right. you see this Kickstarter work I'm doing. I see these paintings you're producing, this artwork you're producing, you know? And so it's interesting to watch the whole entire thing unfold. And I just, you know, I, I think to myself, like, how is he producing all of this? But at the same time, I'm looking at these other Patreons and I'm thinking, wait, it's not about that because see here, the Kickstarter not, mentality, not, yeah. here's the Kickstarter mentality is like the urgency, right? The like mm -hmm. hustle it, make it better, do it harder, go farther, blah, blah, bleah, blah. I'm definitely on what it's about is saying, dude, check out what I'm doing and I'm going to keep you as updated as I possibly can. And I'm going to update you before everyone else with what it is that I'm doing. And when I look at, you know, the content that any of the people that I'm supporting or producing, I don't even think to myself like, oh, I wonder if they're producing yeah, enough. Exactly. It, yeah, yeah. People, some people post every two weeks and I don't care. I, cool. it's like, it doesn't bother me at all. It's just, it's funny though. It's like, it's just how I am. I'm, 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 I just came char I'm so excited about the, the possibility of, of, uh, Patreon just making enough to like pay all my bills every month that I just, am like, you know, how I am. It's like, when I decide to do something, I go way overboard. I'm like all in. I mean, I keep talking about it. Lisa's like, stop it. Stop it. She's like, you, this, you always do this. You grab onto something and you just totally throw yourself into it. You got to like diversify. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I got to pull back. And that's just, my nature. I, I kind of, so I'm like over delivering on the Patreon for sure. Cause I want, you know, I want to bring I, the thing is, one second. The, the, the thing is I'm so confident with the, with the content I'm putting on there. I, I feel absolutely like, man, these people are getting a fucking killer deal for what they're paying they all, they all of the tiers up to like a hundred bucks a month. They're getting so much stuff that because I'm just, I'm putting so much great content in there that I feel super confident about that. I feel like 
you know, once people will come, they're not going to probably not going to leave because it's just getting them over because it's a new platform. I've never seen you, know? you produce so much copy in my life without asking <laughs> me to go over it. I mean, seriously, it's amazing. Like, again, you know, I wasn't I, I made the joke about, you know, the video editing, but it's true because. You, you know, I, I always am willing to go over your shit for you, you know, right. and I always have. And so it's so cool for me. Really, it's a weird thing. It's like it's a, it's a kind of a freeing thing because I get I see these posts where you produce like this copy. And I'm like, wow, you know, because the thing is, is in past, you I would have gone over that, you know, right. and I don't feel entitled to it at all. I'm like satisfied that I'm not doing it right. because, of course, we both know I don't have time to do it. But it's like it's just cool to see this copy that you're producing the way that you do with your voice. And it's not tainted by this outside editor, right. you know, and it's very confident. I mean, and really the, the funny thing is, is that my goal with my Patreon, because number one, my goal is smaller. <laughs> and number two, my fa my following is smaller is to produce at least as 50% as much as you're producing as content. No, mm -hmm. really though, like you're my, your standard is the highest because I, I watch all these other ones. And the thing is I have the mind of the, the patron myself being a patron, mm -hmm. but then I also have the mind of like a creator and I'm right. like, Hmm, what are they producing? How much are they producing? You know? Yeah, and so yeah. I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm questioning and I'm making, you know, I'm doing statistical analysis. I can't help it. That's my mind. Right. But if I can produce 50% as much as what you're producing, then I'm way overshooting still everyone else because everyone else is producing right. like 25% of what you're producing. And the thing is, is that I really like to produce the content too. I have fun doing it. You know me, I love right, writing right. copy. I love doing videos. I love posting images. I love sharing that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's too. exciting to me because I'm already doing all that stuff. Well, so to have that insight into what it is that I'm doing and have that kind of like personal relationship means a lot, you know? Yeah. Well, that's kind of why I'm part of the reason I'm posting so much. Like if I was smarter, I would probably be, I would probably be scheduling my posts over the, cause I could, I could have everything I've put on the Patreon. I could have, I could probably have it scheduled. I could have spaced it out and have it going yeah. for the next yeah. two weeks scheduled sure. to be released. And, and, but I'm just, I'm not, you know, I'm not that smart. So I just, I'm just want, I want to put it, I'm excited about it. So I want to put it up there. But yep. the thing is about creating so much content, that's how much work I'm doing on my commissions and stuff. So it's like, I'm doing, I, I'm doing the work anyway. So it's not that big a deal to string a video together of all these time lapses I'm sure, doing and turn, sure. a, turn a camera on once in a while when I'm See, painting, that's, you know, but honestly, that's my stumbling block personally, is that for me, because my, all my, my system is so antiquated, all my mm -hmm. software is so old, my computer's so bogged down and old, everything that I'm using, my cameras, even my phone, everything is like so old and outdated that for me to produce video content, which I, I, I have all this, I've been shooting shitloads, but for me to produce it, it's crazy. Crazy, dude right. to like I mean literally to push out like six minutes of material it'll take me an entire day oh, I mean wow. that's not even an exaggeration it's like to get it in there and to get it conformed and to get it you know cutting it's fine whatever bam 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 it's cut but then you gotta render it yeah. it's slow 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 and then you gotta export it and then I gotta upload it and you know my internet situation yeah, again right. it's just questionable like everything else in my life right now <laughs> so it's like how am I gonna you know I gotta upload this stuff and it takes a really long time you know and then if it doesn't crashes then it works and then you gotta go and populate that video on these platforms then so it's this very long process that 
that normally starts at eight in the morning and ends at seven o'clock at night. And that's for a six minute video. So th- I mean, that kind of get that's some yeah, inside yeah. my streamline process right now because I just don't have the resources, the software, the computer, the hardware, any of the stuff to do things efficiently anymore. Right, I just don't right. Right. Well, that's, in that position. That's that will hopefully be remedied as you make more money that way. And plus, sure and, and so. you know, the Kickstarters and all the other stuff you're doing when they start to pay off. I mean, that's how we started talking about this, right? Was uh, Steve's, yeah, Steve's yeah. Kickstarter, and you're, you're Mike's administrating that, and it looks really good. And he's like a, it's funny how you've become, uh, you've developed a new job for yourself, which is admining <laughs> Kickstarters, which came from our your first Kickstarter, and now yeah. you're like running other people's kickstarters and really doing a good job at it i mean you really they're super pro and so you know his is his is how, how what did it get up to in the on the first well, day I mean, honestly I, d- I haven't even looked in the past couple hours but I, the last time i looked at it was at it, this was in the first 24 hours eighteen thousand eight hundred and ninety two. yeah that's 31 31 funded um and the thing that the crazy thing about all that man and you've watched me too as i've kind of evolved in this position because i'm not like this wasn't a goal. Yeah, <laughs> no, you just went with it. You were just going with it. Admin. It's like, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> excuse me, you just take advantage of, you know, what you learn as you go along. And it's like, I learned so much about it. And the thing that people don't really realize, and I'm blessed right now, and I'll give a shout out real quick. Steve Johnson, first of all, and also uh, uh, Daryl and Chris Witherspoon, Daryl Smith and Chris Witherspoon from Twilight Hotel. I'm also working with those guys. And it's so nice to work with people that have already done Kickstarters. And that's really what I wanted to mention. The same thing with Steve, because they know what goes into it insofar as they've gone through it already. And it's kind of like going through like a 30-day battle. It's almost like going to battle for 30 days in in a certain way because it's this really intense experience and it takes things from you you didn't really expect and you learn a lot too and so you know here's these guys that have already done it and god i'm so blessed because they understand and so when i tell them something they listen and they do what i'm telling them to do right and they understand when i'm explaining things to them about search engine optimization and all of these nitty-gritty things again steve's bugging me about the word algorithm but it's like you know, I have to be able to explain to them and educate them to understand things that they don't already understand so they can do a better job as the creator because it really is this process of admin and the creator working together right. to successfully achieve this goal. And we're, you know, and, and we're both vested in that because we both believe in that project and both, you know, want to get paid for the work that we're doing, you know, and that's right. the whole, that's the whole Kickstarter thing. So it's like, you know, it's really fun to work with people that get it and they understand mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, okay. You know, because when you tell them something, they're listening and they're re- taking notes and they're paying attention and they're not writing off because I, I mean, honestly, to give a shout out to Patrick Lyons too, real quick, because Patrick Lyons, he started creating the webpage, the I Like to Paint Monsters webpage for us around that same time in t- 2012. And Patrick Lyons basically set me up on the fast track for learning all about how to do search engine optimization without even realizing that he was doing it. You know what I mean? Because he built this page for me on WordPress back in the old school days before Square, where it was like, you know, yes, Squarespace, where you actually had to like, you know, understand a little bit about how all of these, you know, meta descriptions you know, keywords and title descriptions and all of these different things work in order to facilitate, hopefully in the long 
long run, a first page Google hit for your web page, right? Because that's what you want. Everyone wants right, to be on right. the first page. Everyone wants to be the closest to the top because we all talk about these little pools, these Facebook pools of algorithms and these Instagram pools and these Kickstarter pools. Those are all feeding the big ocean and the big ocean's Google. And that's where there are billions of casual observers going on. And so you really are working towards that. So luckily, Patrick, he got me into WordPress and then I started, you know, at the time had enough money to get these little add-ons that would tell me basically all about my SEO as I went along. They would be like, oh, that's bad. You shouldn't do that. Or, oh, that's good. You should do more of that. Or, you know, and so it schooled me. I basically got a three-year schooling on how to effectively utilize that. And now we're in this Squarespace world where it's all stick and poke and no one is educated on the intricacies of how to facilitate all of those things to effectively really get a good start and get the most exposure that you can get out of a Kickstarter. And it's much more than you would think on the surface. And so it's it's beautiful to be working with people that understand at least that there's more to it than meets the eye. And they've paid me because they trust me and respect me. And now for them to reap the benefits of our teamwork together. Steve's got a huge following. He's got mm-hmm. all these people that already know who he is. He's a big name, just like you were. But the thing is, a, being a big name is not enough. Mm-hmm. And having a good idea isn't enough either. And that's the thing about it. And right. so it's so exciting to be like, okay, he did his thing. I did my thing. And look, it's, and it's working. working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Just like I said, it was going to work. Right. So... I, we, you know, we, we didn't ter- mean to turn this into a crowdfunding episode. We were really talking about what's going on in our lives. And that's one of the, th- probably what is going on in your life more than anything. You're working on this Twilight Hotel Kickstarter, which I'm also doing the cover. It's funny that it's totally by chance, right? totally yeah, weird. Yeah. And there's been so many synchronicities lately. Like I've been having at least two crazy ones a day, really ridiculous synch- synchronous kind of stuff. But I'm doing Steve's uh, book cover, painting that as a commission. Um, and uh, Mike's running his Kickstarter. And then Mike's running uh, Twilight, the guys from Twilight Hotel, which is a comic book. And I'm painting the cover for that as a commission as well. And I know this guy, Chris Witherspoon, from back in the 80s when I was just getting into uh, makeup effects. I worked on some student films he did. And he's gone on to produce films and... And uh, he's really, really a cool guy, but they're doing this comic book. So anyway, that's, you've been working, that's mostly what you've been working on, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I work on pretty much the, my, my main jobs right now are making wards, you know, making wards, bring money in the ward, the wards, you know, are something that people are really interested in. I'm, I'm good at it. It's part of the, the land of enchantment tours Patreon, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, because I'm going out and I'm going to these places and sourcing these natural ingredients from the high plateau here and then creating these magical vessels out of them that people can hang or place and, you know, utilize. And so it's, you know, I'm making the wards, I'm doing the Kickstarters for these clients <clears throat> And then I'm running the Patreons, you know, right. and I'm doing, and then of course all my usual stuff, which is like what the other 13 social media uh, pages and websites that I'm running. <laughs> and then wait, the thing that I was going to tell you about that we were going to talk about on the show that you don't know about yet. So this is interesting. So you remember that I made the slender chance website, right? right. And slenderchance.com, in case you guys are interested is basically a website that is in support of Morgan Geyser and Angie Geyser and Matt Geyser, who are a family out of Waukesha, Wakom. Wisconsin. And Morgan was involved in the infamous Slender Man stabbing. She was in fact the girl that stabbed another girl and she was mentally ill when this 
happened and also a child. And I began lobbying for the family and for Morgan, basically saying, here's this tragedy that occurred. You know, it's a tragedy. Basically, this this horrible thing happened. We're not saying that it's not a bad thing. What we're saying is, is that, you know, the media has sensationalized it to the point that this girl and her family are suffering unnecessarily. Right. And it's even more tragic than it needs to be. Right, and right. so it's just a mentally ill, ill child. So anyway, I created this website to try to ultimately, you know, get uh, money to the family to get awareness for mental illness and for people to understand better how mental illness affects people. And also for the, you know, awareness around the criminal court system and the prison system, the jail system and all of this kind of stuff. So anyway, I created this page and I've had a lot of real negative feedback from it. Aside from the positive feedback, you know, we got a letter campaign to the judge to try to have her reduced to juvenile court because they were trying to try her in adult court for 65 years as a, what, a week into her 12th year. (laughs) So anyway, uh, the other day I got a telephone call from a company that's making a documentary about it. And they're making a documentary from the defense case side because, of course, the trial never occurred. And Morgan, you know, her fate has ultimately been sealed at this point. Um, she she is going to be, you know, remanded to the state for a period of 40 years probably. And ultimately her family can petition to have her released to, you know, the custody to them. But nevertheless, she's, you know, at least going to be treated for her psychological issues. Right. And she's not going to be in some horrible prison and she's not facing all these years. Well, the defense story was never told, right? Right. Because they didn't go to trial. So this documentary by Dorsey Pictures, evidently out of, uh, what, Denver, Colorado, and this director out of Canada who worked with mentally ill children, evidently, before he was a freelance filmmaker, mm-hmm. they contacted me, and they're doing this documentary to try to, you know, ultimately expose, you know, what what could have been exposed to the public had there been a trial, which is ultimately these extenuating circumstances that right. are really important. And so they want me to be in the documentary. They want to interview me. So what's me. the thing that happened? <laughs> That's the thing is that they contacted me. And, you already you know, told me about that. Because all I've gotten is like death threats and people no, no, telling you to- me all you, these horrible things. You already told me about that. You said something happened. Yeah, you said something happened today. Yeah, well, I talked to the talk with the director for like an hour. Oh, okay. Maybe I was betting because I was betting. <laughs> you told me about out. it. Yeah, you, you, you said you weren't, kind of, weren't sure about it. I couldn't remember if I told you or not. Yes, you did. Sometimes I can't remember what I've told Joy and what I've told you. I'll be honest. But the thing is, is that, okay, so at any rate, I was vetting them because I wasn't sure if they were going to be like, you know, playing a negative angle or not. But I got to talk to the director today. That was the exciting thing. And it's obvious that they're sympathetic to the side of the coin that I'm interested in lobbying for, you know, and they want to connect with me and film me and have the Slender Chance website and the whole story and all that part of the documentary and they've you know got international distribution in advance of finalizing the film so that's that's just exciting because it's going to be an opportunity to take a very small voice which is this tiny little website that i built you know for my friends because i wanted to help them and their family you know and take it to another level hopefully because right now all there is is the slender in the hbo documentary and really that started as a documentary that was about people getting infatuated with internet characters and then the slender man stabbing happened and they basically co-opted that mm-hmm. into their story that was already pre-existing mm-hmm. so it's not really about the case it's not really about what happened so anyway i'm just excited that you know i was able to talk with this guy and he's legit and that you know they they really are you know doing what they say that they're doing and it's not you know some evil uh, uh, conspiracy to try to get to me and, and right, mess right. me up 
supporter of this poor girl. Well, because <laughs> I received so much negativity. You know, you yeah. listened to me talk about it over the years. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's exciting. It's a little. I thought so. A little bright. So that was the, little that was the big spot. reveal. Sorry, disappoint you. Didn't seem too <laughs> it's, it was a semi reveal. It was but a semi. That's uh, that's cool. I thought so. It's what's going on in my life. I yeah, mean, that was yeah. What, so, so yeah. Was, yeah. Hey, that's. That's 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 what's going on in your life. I'm excited for you. I I'm uh, I've got commissions. I got Steve's rubberhead book cover painting, which I'm almost done with. Looks amazing. I'm super excited about it. Thank you. And I've got the Twilight Hotel cover. I'm starting today, which I'll be posting on Patreon probably tonight. My first pass at it. I've got a really cool commission I'm doing. That's like a tool influenced commission that I've been posting on Patreon. It's Is that for Adam. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I for, love that for Adam. Bennett. Really yeah. Cool. cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah. It's cool because it's not, it's, you know, he's got the tool star in there and, um, but he kind of let me create the character instead of basing it on a, one of the characters from the video. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, I know the tool, aesthetic so i kind of just made it my own though so and it's really fun it, it's 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 really cool it's kind of got me thinking about a whole series it looks like a sigil to me yeah the whole entire thing you know the way you've the way you've created it it's you know you typically kind of go for the like you know you're like again you're like a filmmaker it's like you go for the rule of one thirds you're all about the rule of thirds you know right. just like a filmmaker would be but it's very balanced and symmetrical which is so rare for you even the shirt i'm wearing right now is yeah. one of those rare balanced that's, symmetrical ones that's what i was thinking is i have i've been going for you know asymmetry for so long i was thinking it might be cool to do a really symmetrical series and really mm -hmm rather than focusing on um, dynamic composition, really focus on a central figure that's just really weird and really detailed. I just, there's something about the, working on this guy where I'm just going, man, this could be really, if I approach all the paintings like this, this could be a really great show. And I have a show, I got, I got, I got uh, suckered into doing another show at Copro in October. <laughs> Because I can never say no to them. I've been I want, waiting for this to happen. <laughs> I've been waiting. I, I'm trying to take a year off one of these times, but I just. What I love, what I love is that they're so cool. Got, I, I got, can never say got, no to them. You got suckered in. You got suckered in last time, and we're still waiting for the payoff from that particular I know, one. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna text. And that I'm guy, sitting actually. here saying I could produce that shit like yesterday. And yeah. this is just totally an internal conversation happening live. But nevertheless, no, I was supposed to get. Uh, uh, a juxtaposed article out of the deal. That's why I did my last show. That was kind of the deal on the gallery. And then the guy who's supposed to make the article happen, who promised Gary the article was happened, kind of flaked out on me. So I did the show and almost killed myself and put the dystopia book back that many more months because I couldn't yep. work on it. And I didn't get the, I didn't get the uh, article. I don't know why juxtaposed just, just fucking blows, has been blown, blown me dude, off for years. I swear. It's I'm like, I don't exist. I'm just saying that. like, dude, I'll produce. I know. I, I, I know. Can, I, I know. literally have an article ready. I know. That, I know. That turnkey. I know. Maybe we should shop, make an article and shop it around or offer it to high fructose or something. And I have like, literally I'm sitting on seven articles right now that I would like to shop around. There's really good content. It's right. so stupid. You know, and I mean, that's part of the thing that's so frustrating to me is like, just want an opportunity. It's like, dude, it's not like I don't have like, 
you know, this material that you've, you know, my material, it's like really quality material. And it's just sitting there waiting for someone to do something with, you know what I mean? Maybe, it's you so know, annoying. Maybe you could put them in your Patreon, you know, with make articles. Yeah. Make articles and post them in your Patreon. That might I be- guess I could. I mean, I, you know, I, I feel like I would need a little bit more motivation to, cause there's not a whole lot of wind in those sales. I mean, yeah, don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah, I'm yeah. not, I'm very grateful for the wind that is in those sales, but you know, it's not like it's a feeding frenzy or anything. So, you know, diversification well, it's, it's, at this stage is probably less on the list than yeah, anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's true. That's true. I'm just thinking as far as something that you could offer that would be really good, but no, it's true. I mean, there is, I have this amazing, these articles that I've written that are incredible that, you know, the copy's done and all the images and everything. So that, you know, yeah, there's stuff there. Of course, there's always more stuff there, yeah, but that's yeah. not even what it's about. It's like, what's, you know, you and I talked recently on one of these episodes of what's really important, you know, is, is looking at what it is that you can do and what it is that you have and then making good educated decisions about what it is you're going to do. Right. And then once you make that decision, you follow through with it, Yeah. you know, hell or high water because you've it's made simple. the decision yeah. already. You know? Yeah. And so it's, that's, that's the old, that's the samurai way. It's, that's yeah. Hagakura stuff, you know? So, well, the other thing I got going on is Monster Palooza next week, which is at, yeah. coming at the worst time. I haven't even, I don't even yeah, have, I'm trying the to worst time, but you're going to make, you'll, you'll make quite a bit of money because you'll, you'll have great con. You'll yeah. Great- no, no, that's the thing is I'm trying to come up with new stuff. I've got some cool ideas, but it's just, I'm running out of time because I have to get these commissions done. I have to get the twilight hotel painting done. I got to get the, what Steve about those oval? Done. What about those oval, the oval G clays? You should sell the shit out of those at monster Palooza. I've, those things are have hardly sold at all. I know they have, but they've been. Here's my opinion, and this is you know coming from someone. And who, I got to cast all of them. I have to cast the frames. It's a lot of work. I've got a, basically a, a week from Thursday to get everything together. All right, I might do. I mean, maybe I can do one. I, I might be able to do one. I'm trying I just to do think some new. That it was the wrong. I think you were just pandering to the, the digital market. wasn't going to be able to appreciate those. Those can only be appreciated I by brought, someone who sees it in person. I brought them. I brought them to uh, Nico's show, though. I brought brought it that weekend, and I didn't sell one. I he almost bought it, but um, well, how many people were at Nico's show versus Monster? No, a lot. It was it was a lot. It was huge, huge crowd. All right. Well, it's just expensive the, is all. It's not people, you know, pe- people paint, paint me corrected again twice <laughs> in one episode. Although I am going to try, I'm doing some new canvas G clays, uh, more tor- geared towards you, horror people we, stuff. And we can't, uh, we can't talk about this on the show, but did you get more of the ones that work? Oh, I got one. Just and that's one. another thing. Yeah. I only got one. I ordered three and only one is good. So. I might right. have one for that if I could figure out how to do it. That's my secret. I just my think secret. that's the most amazing idea ever. I know. I'm telling really you, cool. like, you know when I've got a good feeling about something, that one's, that one's. I know, I know. It's so Dude, I, too. oh, I got to tell you something. Speaking of my life real quick. So, you know, every, every week I try to go and, and go out and do some basically time away from humanity, whether that's hiking in the, the badlands or that's driving or whatever. And, uh, and that's part of my Patreon is that I'm, you know, giving people all this insider views from these crazy travels that I go on. And most of the time I'm by myself, right. uh, which is also equally crazy. Um, 
And so I've been going out there and I've been getting all of these materials, you know, finding all this different stuff and then bringing it back. And some of these hikes are, you know, pretty, pretty intense stuff. And I found a, a amazing specimen the other day that I'm so excited to crush up, dude, because I'm, I'm telling you this one definitely, there's no doubt that this one has flake in it for sure. What do you mean? Gold flake? Gold. Yes, oh, really? absolutely. Like I can, I, I already can identify it even without breaking it up anymore. Wow. Do you so, remember yeah, where you so found it? So you can go back yeah, for oh, some yeah, more? Yeah, for sure. And it's, f- and it's a very specific formation too. That's like weird. It's not a normal, like you see real consistent things out there. There's a lot of things that you see, but once you've been out there enough, you start to really be able to identify things. And generally like, you know what you're looking at, but this particular formation was a really weird aggregate of a lot of different kinds of minerals. And I know that this piece broke off from something bigger. You can tell that it did. And it was way up on the, of uh, this really high intense Ridge that it's like, okay. So it's like, you come up over this Ridge, you, you're going up the edge of this hill and you're kind of tromping your way up and let's call it like maybe like a 57 degree angle. So you're like really tromping up the edge of this hill and you come up in this bluff and it's like maybe the walkable space is maybe a foot and a half across and that's it. And then it's sloping away and it's all like crazy loose yeah. sand and it's dropping like 150 feet on either side. And it's this crazy spine that goes like way out there. So at the top of that, where the wind's blowing like 50 miles an hour and I'm like holding my hat on with one hand and like trying to steady myself, you know, poetically with the other hand as I'm tromping along the edge of this crazy spine. That was where I found it. So it's in a really hairy spot where oh, I particularly wow. located it. But I'm super excited to crush it up and pan it out because I can already, like I said, it's got everything that you need and, and I can see the pieces in there and in the shade and everything that glows. So it's, yeah, so really exciting. You know, every once in a while you stumble on something. I don't know what it'll turn into, but it's just exciting to have found it. That'd be nice if you strike it rich with gold. That would be ironic after all of this craziness, just some random thing. You know what I want is I want to take a, one of my, I want to take someone on a land of enchantment tour and have them out there with me and poking around and have them find it. I think that would be even so, so much cooler to have like a tour goer with me that's out there like on this trip and we're, you know, we're going out there and they're seeing the sites and taking pictures and hiking and collecting stuff. And then all of a sudden they find this ridiculous, you know, like gold outcropping. Wouldn't that just be amazing? Yeah. And then you could take it from them and say, no, nah, it's mine. And then I could push him off the cliff. <laughs> Actually, you know, it's funny. Last night I watched on a Netflix, that show, the push, which was kind of interesting. Have you watched that yet? A little no. bit disturbing social experiment, kind of, no. kind of disturbing to watch. Oh, um, that, that reminds me. I want to tell you about a show too. But no, I wouldn't be pushing the person off the cliff. I just think it would be really cool. Yeah, no, no, I, I get it. I get it. Go on this thing. I get and it. And then they're like, you know, <laughs> to have this experience and this mind altering, you know, journey with Mike Carell. And then they find this amazing, you know, valuable thing in the process. Like, how cool would that be? I'm sure it'll happen. So I well, got to tell you about this show. Tour. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, we got to wrap it up because I got to get, get to work and uh, it's over an hour, but. Yeah. And it's like almost nine o'clock here and I haven't had dinner yet. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's this really great documentary, a two part documentary on Gary Shandling, the comedian. Uh-huh. Um, did have you ever seen? Sounds like something I wouldn't be interested in at all. You know me. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> you would totally love it. You would totally love it. It's he's, okay. he was a fucking genius. He was amazing, and it's funny because did you did, did you ever see the Larry Sanders show? I showed you some of that, right? Where he has a, it's a show about him having a talk show. It's like a Jay Leno type guy. It does not seem familiar. It's just this brilliant HBO show, like as good as the office or any great television show. And it's from the nineties. It was totally groundbreaking. 
it's just, it's really great. It's amazing. And it's on HBO. I almost want to like buy you a subscription to HBO so you can watch this because I know you don't have, I know, I know. And then it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) No, it did work. It worked for the period of time that that was free and then it stopped working. (laughs) But it's, 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 it's so good though. The documentary is so good and really inspiring because he really, he, he, he was a genius and the way he developed his, this craft of comedy, which I'm not a huge like comedy nerd at all. I'm not really into uh-huh. that. I like comedies, but I'm not like, a, I don't like the mechanics of like comedy com- for the me. That's for sure. Yeah. But you know, everything I've told you about, you liked anyway, it's, it's just, <laughs> he's not true, but most <laughs> his, 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 what is that? That's just what I've been doing while we've been That talking. wasn't worth interrupting me for. Well, you can keep talking and look at the same time. <laughs> but are you, are you in, disabled in that fashion? <laughs> this show is amazing. This documentary is amazing. Anyone that's got okay. HBO, watch the Scary Shandling documentary because it's it's super. really goes into spirituality. He got really into Zen. Well, and that's important. He got into to acting and stuff as well. And just the way he approached the comedy and the uh, acting and stuff was all about being in the moment and letting go and finding the truth of the moment. And it's just was really like amazing. Great documentary. You t- you'll totally love it. I'm going to make you watch it next time you come out or something. Somehow I'm going to make you watch that. You know, it, and I'm going to make you watch a Larry Sanders show. Cause it's fucking amazing. You know, what's depressing is that today when I was going in my photos to pull stuff up to do work, it went back to, you know, I have it up to like the last 12 months and 12 months ago, you know where I was, where? I was with you in Los Angeles in, oh. or Monrovia and we were hanging out together and doing dystopia work and salt and sea and DMT stuff. And All right. so, you know, and here I am now and I'm like, yeah, so when's this next trip coming? <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking shit unless you're making it happen. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's coming, man. Everything's coming together. I can just feel it. Everything's coming together. You just got to get past this hump. The hump is almost over. We're right on the verge of breaking through. Something's got to happen. Something's got to happen. Well, this has been a fun episode, at least for me and you. I hope that it's fun. <laughs> I know it's probably going to be like that was stupid. No, we, we could I call it the we could call it the show about nothing. Like Seinfeld was was a show I, about nothing. This is a show about it, nothing. You should call it a day in the life. That's just me. Yeah. Well, maybe we got to come up with something quick because it's got to be taken care of tomorrow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're running late. I'm just glad that you do that part of it. I'm gonna I'm gonna be working on the pre-roll as I explained already from eight in the morning until seven o'clock at night because that's how long <laughs> it takes me to do it. It's crazy. Oh my god. Well, it really does. any of that uploading stuff, maybe I could do it if it's fast. But how are you gonna upload a video that I have here? I'd still have to upload it to oh, you somehow, so it doesn't right. help. I mean, you'd have to take the time to produce them and you don't have time for that. So that's why I'm doing it. It's just painfully slow and takes, you know, half my computer power all day long. I should just trip and hop in the car and head off tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate it. And all of your support, it means a lot. Now, the other thing I want to mention is we are about to uh, get discords. Well, actually discord is set up for our Patreon and we're going to enable it here soon. Chet's getting his, uh, his account set up. I already have mine, but we're excited about it because it, and we're going to talk about that on the mini podcast episode, but we're really excited about it. And the other thing that we would really hope is that you guys could try to share this a little bit because, you know, we're like halfway to the goal to make the website and we really want to make the website because that's like the 
first big stage in taking the dark art society, excuse me, the dark art society and the art movement to the next level. And so without your support, we can't really do that. And you guys are already supporting, but we need like twice as much support to get it to the webpage level. So if you guys can share it with your friends and your family, your fans, your colleagues, if you guys can like and comment, you can uh, also head over to iTunes and rate and review us. All of those things will help to get that exposure and hopefully help us to reach that goal so that we can build that webpage. What he said. Word. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you guys next Wednesday. Goodbye. Peace.